Ladies and gentlemen, you're now listening to the Hoop Kings podcast presented by a work of art media. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man, Coach Flight, and welcome to a special installment of the Hoop Kings podcast. Hey, this one we're going to title Free Agency, which is a series of episodes that you're going to hear in regards to what's happening involving the 2022 NBA free agency period. I'm back in the booth. I'm back down in the gritty. Once again, diving deep into this with my brother from another, the medieval one, King Art. It is I and I am him. This is the medieval King Art. And thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of the Hoop Kings podcast. I just want to hit you upside the head with a few episodes in regards to free agency. We know this is an ongoing scenario when it comes to the 2022 offseason. Already had the big day, which is July 1st, of all the free agency signings, all the big trades. We're going to talk about the big headlines first we might dive into a few sleepers you might have slept on in regards to big name teams getting big name players to either come off the bench for them or to be stars and starring roles but of course you have to start off with the kevin durant saga that's been going on the past couple of days yes sir we were all shocked when we got the big old woes bomb you got the notification on ig or your espn app whatever you got seeing that katie has requested a trade from the nets uh, this is just a few days after Kyrie Irving had opted in in regards to his uh, player option, getting that $37 million uh, year left over on his contract. So I'm going to throw it to you, Ron. I'm going to throw this all you up to you, man. What do you think about the, the KD rumors, where it can go? Just give me your, uh, your analysis. Man, when I first heard of the analysis, I'm like, man, here this dude go. And as much as I appreciate his talent, I think from a professional on-court standpoint, he's been everything you asked him to be. Outside of a leader. Outside of a leader. He has which, not been Which that. he's shown he's not. Yeah, he doesn't and want to lead a team. He doesn't want to lead a team. And, and I think off the court, we're a little sensitive. And I think that's why we got to this point right now. Yeah, he's the most sensitive player ever, man. Uh, and just to piggyback on ever, man, I mean, it's not close. But I don't want to hark on that. I just want to hark on here we are again. Here we are again. And my, my thought was, where are you going to go to make a difference? Because mm-hmm. honestly, hey, bro, your influence is not as great as it used to be. No, sir. I, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. And no, he's not on his last leg, as we'll highlight some guys that I think are. But he's a guy, you, you're not going to be the difference maker for a championship team. That's crazy to say. And, and to me... Right now, his two top destinations are Phoenix and Miami. Yep. <clears throat> You're not the difference maker in Phoenix. They're, they're not going to praise you there. Why? They already got Monty Williams as the head guy. They got a great uh, they got a great general manager in James, James Jones, Jones yeah. who's making moves very well. You got the ultimate leader, the, the greatest generational leader outside of Tom Brady and professional sports, Chris Paul. Okay? So, to me... Hey man, what do you have? You're not going to be heralded like Devin Booker. They already got to the finals. You already got to the finals. They've been the number one seed. Yeah. So man, you're going to get the same thing you got in Golden State. You go to Miami. You're not the reason you're going to win. Mm, mm, Starting mm. at the top with Pat Riley. Yeah. 
Mickey Harris, did, did, Mickey Harrison, the owner, did, you're not the reason. And Jimmy Butler ain't gonna hand off the team to you like Steph did. No, ain't no way in hell he's you, doing that. You falling in line. This yep. Jimmy squad. Yep. This is Jimmy's franchise until he's over with. Mm-hmm. So I no, I'm not one of them fans, and fans can argue with me. Hoop King, <laughs> find me online, Twitter. Coach Flight, find me online. Yes, sir. But you can argue with me all you want. But he's not going to be a difference maker. Is he? A, is he a generational talent? Yes, of course. Is he a guy that transcended the game from that position as far as how guys want to play at that size? Sure, I give you. Even though I think he kind of took it from the whiskey a little bit. Yeah, sure. But bro, you're wherever you go, we're not going to find this fake praise and give it to you, mm. my dog. You're not a leader. You're a guy that's a piece to a team. And I think at this point, just accept that, and maybe people will get off your back. Mm. That's just me. So when I saw the news come across my phone, I automatically thought Phoenix, because I was already seeing the talks about, you know, signing trade with DeAndre Ayton. So I'm like, okay, they got that. You know, they got the pieces to make the trade. And it feels like picks don't even matter anymore in the NBA if you don't have, like, a top five pick. It just doesn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And... To know that Kevin Durant, when I think of other greats that some people may consider KD being the top 10, 12, 15 guy. So in that category, you have the Kobe Bryant of the world who's like, I'm going to stay and I'm going to play with Sasha Vujicic, Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, Karan Butler, Brian Grant. Kwame Brown. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sit here and play with these guys and I'm going to still get them to the playoffs. I'm going to average 35 a game. I'm going to get, you know, four assists. I ain't going to be passing the ball that much, but I'm going to still put this team on my back and get them to the playoffs. That's why Kobe is going to be heralded until Jesus comes back because he did that. No one's going to see Kevin Durant like, man, this guy playing for him, yada, yada, yada. I see him do this. I see him do that. He's the first guy in the gym, the last one to leave. He's not that guy. It's just crazy how talent can take you so far in life and people don't even want to see your flaws even though they're right in front of your face so when it comes to being a leader it's like we knew that wasn't it because Kyrie brought him to Brooklyn Kyrie threatened to leave mm-hmm. and now he wants to go to LA well I don't want to stay here because Kyrie's not here let me go ahead and oh, it's worse. you know what I'm saying and we'll talk about that later but I just want to hark on how Kevin Durant, people are saying he's old now. It's like, dang, like he's still he's still KD. He's only about to be 34, man. He's still going to give you 30 whenever you want it, but Anytime. people don't see him heralded like that. Like, got Le- oh. like him and LeBron used to be almost identical. It's not close in terms it's of not, historical reference. Bro, it's not even close, man. So it's crazy to see that this generation's greats will be on four or five different franchises. You know what I'm saying? We're not used to that. I'm not the only person I can think of is like I thought of Shaquille O'Neal because he was ring chasing. He was supposed but to end if his you really career. think about Shaq though, even though he's ring chasing, you think about him with really three teams. Yeah, that's it. You don't think about you don't Cleveland, think about them Cleveland Suns, Celtics, and Boston. You don't think about that. No, nah, he's with three franchises that he that he won two championships with two, and the other one he was just drafted by. Exactly. So in most cases, most of our Heroes play for two franchises if max. That, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron, like if you're LeBron, but you're winning championships wherever you go, that's different. Three franchises. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're KD, like you go to the best team and go on state, boom. Now you're going to the best team in the Phoenix in terms of the record last year and going to the finals prior. It's like if they win, it'll be like Chris Paul is going to be the story. 
Yes. It's not gonna be like, oh, KD got me over. It's like, nah, Chris Paul Chris is the guy. Paul. Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? So if Chris Paul retires after he wins, are you gonna stay in Phoenix or are you gonna bounce who, and go somewhere else? Who, who do we talk about after the Suns lost this year? Chris Paul. Yeah. He was the, the story for two, three straight days. Exactly. So he's gonna be the story when they win. Exactly. Even the guys that never won a championship come off to be close. It's the best team leader, like I said, outside of Tom Brady yeah. in sports right now. He's the guy. Championship mm-hmm. or not, he's the guy. And yeah. I think if you ask me, uh, there's there's some headlines coming out by some great writers out there, some great guys. Brian Windhorst, one of my favorite guys around this stuff. Yeah, they were talking about the, the ultimate control. Him mm-hmm. and Kyrie want to control. They that, wanted a rookie coach. They want to control. They wanted everything changed. My guys, my guys, listen to me. And and if you're listening, even if you don't, people that respect those guys, they're not the same players. Mm. They're not leaders. You can't. This ultimate control does not exist. They're not LeBron. Mm-hmm. He's the last guy that's going to happen to under this collective bargaining agreement because you probably will see another lockout. I think it after next season, next, yep, yep, it's going to affect this next group of players. That's why LeBron is like people think he, that's a whole other story. He, he's going to stay around for a son. That ain't happening because them, them contracts about to get tight. Owners going to take more money back. Yeah, they're going to penalize you for missing games. Yeah, so all this stuff and let's transition into Kyrie too because he's in this too. This, yes, sir. Let's this go. This whole Nets. Let's go. I've said this about Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. It's a difference between being a great player and being a fan favorite. Mm. Let's yeah. Let's is he a generational talent? Oh. No. Ooh, no. No. Okay. Because we had guys like Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, Chris Jackson. Kyrie. We had guys like Stephon Marbury. We had guys like Baron Davis. We had guys like Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. We've had great small Steve Francis. We had great small guards. The great Rod Strickland. We had great small guards. Kenny Anderson with those tight handles. We've had guys that do that. Now is Kyrie maybe better than those guys? Sure. Yeah. But if you if ask yourself this question in terms of today's NBA, is he Dame Lillard? You take him away from LeBron. Is he Dame Lillard? Is he Steph Curry? No, because Dame Lillard carried the Blazers to like seven straight playoffs. So small guard, yeah. is he Chris Paul? Mm. Everywhere this man has gone, pre and post LeBron, he hasn't done anything with it. Man. Now we want to add tell and we want to move him back to LeBron. Mm. Let's let's. He's great. His talent is exceptional. He's the best ball handler probably of this generation and longer than that. Yeah. But let's just call a spade a spade. He's a, he's a two guard trapped in a six foot one body. Even if he's six one. He's a two guard. He's not a pure point. No. I don't want to hear people say call him a point guard. He's not. Mm-hmm. He doesn't distribute the basketball at a high level. He gets his shot. He can't get teammates involved. He had that opportunity in Boston to lead a young team. Couldn't do it. He had an opportunity in Cleveland pre-LeBron to do it. Didn't do it. And he was in Cleveland two or three years before LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's 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 let, listen. Let's not say great is franchise caliber player. Let, those are two different things. You can be a great player but not be a franchise guy. Agree. Jim, Jim, Jimmy Butler's a franchise guy. He may not be the best player in the East. For sure. But he's a franchise guy for the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. He's an all-star, perennial all-star talent. Yeah. Is Kyrie on a level of Giannis Antetokounmpo? No way. Is he even Chris Paul? Overall, no. 
overall, so in terms no. of historical relevance, you got a guy that has a great handle, who may be a great finisher. Yeah. But outside of that, what is he bringing to your franchise other than just constant turmoil? Mm-hmm. So now you give him back to the guy that he didn't that he created turmoil with. LeBron didn't want that no more. Mm-hmm. But LeBron's the only guy that can get the best out of him. Now you want to give him back. Yeah. These two guys got to understand something. And he's on his last leg. Kyrie or LeBron? Kyrie. Kyrie. No, okay. not, not Bron. Bron is a minute. Okay. K- KD doesn't. He's got another additional. Because what KD is just saying, he gets in his own way. Kyrie's getting in everybody else's way plus his. Mm-hmm. So to me, with your Kyrie Irving, bro, you're on your last leg, dog. Mm-mm-mm. Because if this doesn't work out for you in LA or Brooklyn, wherever you go back, nobody's going to extend you another contract to come back and play in the NBA. Yeah. Because part. what you did was not only from a on court, but you affected a franchise off the court. And if people, if y'all stupid enough to don't think these owners care about their pockets oh. and care about what's around them from a business standpoint, they will get rid of a guy who you view may be great. They ain't great in their mind. They just another property. I'm a call like it is. They just another unfortunately piece of property to yeah. their franchise that they own. And I hate to put it like that, but that's all he is. That is definitely in depth in terms of Kyrie, the player, and Kyrie, the man. Those are two separate things, and it seems like... Two separate things, and we want to put them together, and they're two separate things, man. Right, and I think that I want to come back to when you're comparing him to the Dame Lillard and Chris Paul, those point guards. It's like, I don't know if it's a mental thing, because, of course, his basketball IQ is amazing that's when it just comes to his decisions with the franchise it's just like being a rapper for example he can be an awesome rapper but there's still the music business side of things when it comes to contracts when it comes to when it comes to negotiating when it comes to tours when it comes to things like that you compare that to Kyrie he's an awesome basketball player you love to see him walk into an AAU gym you're going to go and see him watch him play but when it comes to his decisions or how he handles things that's where he goes the opposite direction. And us being Lakers fans, and of course we watched Kyrie and LeBron on the court and how they were, but he also saw their demise. And I don't want that to come to my, I won't say my because I'm a Lakers fan, to our franchise and destroy it there because we went through a 10-year hiatus of BS basketball and all of a sudden, you know, we got all this great talent but I have no idea what to do with it. We still got Russell Westbrook on the contracts. So we have all these things to talk about. But I want to shift my attention to something that I really want to discuss. We talked off waxes. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm. And uh, me and Coach were texting. He said Minnesota got fleeced. Quote. <laughs> in terms of all. Of, fleeced in terms of all. They got rid of five players along with four first round picks for one man. Rudy Gobert. He's okay, all this, right. Mm-hmm. You want a you want a player that is just not a regular season guy. Of course, he's going to get you the block shots. Mm-hmm. He's going to protect the rim. He's going to make the All Star team. You know, he's going to be on the All Defensive team. But when it gets to the playoffs, when you have to pull him out on a three point lane, a three point line, and get him away from the rim, that's where I think he suffers. So I just want to think about Minnesota's mind state and what they were thinking. Trading all those pieces and all those picks with this one guy because I don't think they were seeing the few Timberwolves games I saw. I don't know if they were lacking rim protection, or if they were lacking any presence in the paint. But I don't like this trade. What about you? Oh, I hate the trade. Yeah, I, I think they got fleece. Mm-hmm. I, I think what you got in Minnesota is a front office that 
knows that they have to win now because a guy like Anthony Edwards, you don't want to waste his early years. Granted, you're going to give him a max deal. Yeah. But then again, he could. You, you never know. You may, he may be that first guy that says, "Hey, I'm gonna turn down that money and go to a team that's gonna win." Mm. Your umbrella may be short with D'Angelo well, Russell. This was for Russell. Anthony Edwards because I think Cat just uh, signed yeah. an extension. So, so this yeah. was Cat's good. Yeah, you're trying to win now. Okay. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, you you don't want to waste his years because I think D'Angelo can be a winning point guard in the right situation. Yeah. D'Angelo and Lonzo are very Lonzo Ball are very similar to me, not with their games, but with what they can bring to a team. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can concentrate D'Angelo into being a facilitator first and a guy who can give you 15-20 on a good night, mm-hmm. you're, you're winning now. And Anthony Edward is the guy. I think the, the one thing, this helps Towns out, but number one is Towns going to benefit from it with his style of play. Because now you give it into his style of play. Mm-hmm. He's not around the basket. He got a guy physical enough in size, so nobody's going to question him being a true big. But to me, bro, are you going to take advantage of it? And now with those two guys on the floor, he's going to be drawn out by big wings. And can Cat defend on the perimeter? Exactly. Can Cat move his feet and, and being able to switch on to the basketball? Can he extend up and make sure a guy, he's not getting beat baseline? Mm-hmm. Can he can he stay in front of a guy and, and force a guy to take a, a long two? You know what I'm saying? So can can he run in transition? Because guys, he's going to now going to be able to run in transition. Yeah. Like bro, like I get it, but now you're you're handicapped too with two two hundred million plus dollar contracts. Mm. And you know one of these guys will be traded in the next two or three. So That's I, facts. If I, I like it from a thought standpoint. Mm-hmm. From a win now standpoint, but honestly, your roster was decent. You trade away the heartbeat to your franchise for at least last year. It was Pat Beverly. I thought he brought the winning mindset. Forget the talent. That's a, that's a guy who has a heartbeat to a team. And a guy like to me, you, you trade away two capable bigs. I mean, two, two capable wing guys who to me are in the in the mode of a what a Moody and a Kaminga could be to Golden State two young guys a, a Beasley and Malik Beasley out of yeah. Florida State Jared Vanderbilt he played there played a lot for Minnesota he played a lot yeah. too young athletic yeah. they're big they hit a three yeah so I mean to I don't understand this you, you get a you get a good big man from Auburn in the draft don't really know about him mm-hmm. so I can see about trading away that unknown commodity but I think Walker Kessler can be a nice uh, stretch big for you who can just shoot the shot can guard inside Played in the flex office down at Auburn, so you know he can come off screens if necessary. Mm-hmm. U- Utah did the right thing. Danny Ainge is making moves. And the one thing that Man I heard house. from Brian Windhorse, yeah. he said, and, and I love this, I love this because this is putting thought to it. When Danny Ainge got, uh, who, who was it? Um, when he drafted Tatum. Yeah. When he had Tatum and Brown. You know what I'm saying? You got rid of them old guys. Got rid of everybody. Send them to Brooklyn. Send them to Brooklyn? Yeah. You had a new coach, Brad mm-hmm. Stevens. Brad Stevens. You don't want those veterans trying to take over the coach and poison mm-hmm. the mind of the babies. And with all that crap going back and forth between Gobert and Mitchell, my man said, hey, let's start over. They know they wasn't winning the West. Mm-hmm. They not winning the West with Golden State. Phoenix reloaded with KD or not. New Orleans is coming up. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas is still there. Clippers. Clippers. I forgot about the Clippers. We're going to talk about them in a second. Yeah. So, to me, it's like, he knew they wasn't winning the West. This is a great way to restart. Mm-hmm. And I want to transition maybe that into this. And we can maybe still talk about this trade between Utah and Minnesota. Yeah. But Donovan Mitchell, too. 
he's still there technically at this point, but mm-hmm. you know, it looks like Miami is the is the hot team right now. Yeah. Um Donovan Mitchell, are you gonna step up? Yeah. Are you gonna be that piece? Because once again, we we just talked about Kevin Durant. If you go down to Minnesota, it's still, I mean, you go down to Miami, it's still Jimmy's team. This ain't your yeah. team, right? But can you still be a consistent enough threat to do your job at a high level? And I think Donovan has to realize that he's not going to be that guy for a championship team. He had a chance, and that's not going to be him. So him being a Robin to somebody's Batman is definitely possible. You had the number one seed in the West one year, and then I think this year they were number four. They've always been, it seems like, a top four playoff team. All the time. Every year. Mitchell's been in the league, what, four or five years now? Every year, just about literally one to three, one to four. No excuse. You know what I'm saying? Because people were really paying more attention to him after the bubble. When him and uh, Murray going back and forth with 50-point games. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we got to check out this Donovan Mitchell guy. We always see that he's in the top four in the in the conference that comes with his teams. But that first round hit, they always gone. So I think him going to Miami, being under the tutelage of Pat Riley, you know, being in South Beach, leaving Salt Lake City, that's going to be a huge culture shift in terms of the environment and the weather. And and the leadership, like he needs leadership. I didn't think he needs good coaching. And uh, Quinn Snyder, you know, you all power to you, bro. But I just think there's better um, development in Miami uh, for uh, for Mitchell in that regard. But I just want to actually talk about a few other, you know, signings. I want to go out to Philadelphia just really, really quick oh. in terms of James Harden. You know, mm-hmm. taking that, you know, that pay cut in order to sign more guys because we're not really talking about Philadelphia. But I think if James Harden has a training camp with him and is able to mess more with Joel Embiid and if maybe they can sign, I think it might be going after P.J. Tucker. He's not there yes. already. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think Danny Green, I think he's going to Memphis now. Danny Green's in Memphis. They got back DeAnthony Melton, who's a big wing okay. that can come in and, and provide you a little bit better defensive output. To, very similar to Matisse Thybul, size and compared size and length. Okay, cool. So I just wanted to throw this at you in terms of what do you think were the the, the best or the most key re-signings of players staying with their teams and perhaps you know getting somebody else to come as well. Great, great. Uh, I think you you got to start in you got to start number one in the East with Milwaukee. Okay. Them re-signing Bobby Portis. Okay. Huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. They got Joe Ingles, too, from Utah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. But re-signing Bobby Portis, huge. Because mm-hmm. now you keep your posts, you know, your your, your, big in, your bigs intact, which is huge. And they're still young, mm-hmm. in their prime, early yeah. in their prime. Yeah. I think that was huge. Uh, I look at what Philadelphia did. I think Harding going back, right move. Mm-hmm. Don't be that guy that's going to switch 20 teams. Yeah. Especially when you got a winning culture. You got mm-hmm. a guy that can win in Joel Embiid. Yeah. We got to support this big fella. Mm-hmm. Doc is still there. Yeah, you know, it's all great and everything. Yeah. Well, Harden has to realize he he's at that, that Kyrie, KD, and that mm-hmm. where do you go? Yeah, this might be nope. your last ride. It, I think he he is long, he's the one guy out of those three. Well, he's him and KD are the two out of the three that I look at he can transition his mind to do something else than For what sure. he was great at. Yes. So to me, if he's a, if he's just a big point guard, finish his career, he can be that guy and do it very well. Mm-hmm. The, the thing with Harden has never been the talent. I think to him, it's been his health. Mm-hmm. Is he in great enough shape? And then number two, he it's great now because you don't got to be the guy. We just need you just to just be you, right? 
And then that big horse down low, who I love, who's a stud in Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. who should be a two-time MVP, but that's another thing. Yeah. And I love Joker too, but that Joker is is a is a is a championship level guy. Mm-hmm. He he is a guy, but that's neither here nor there. What Harden has to be is just himself. And I think by Harden being himself can help push this franchise in a better direction. Like you said, mm-hmm. you got Thibault there. You still got Tobias Harris. You bring in Melton. So you're big. You're athletic yeah. on the wing. Maxie's going to get better, too. Maxie's going to get better. You bring yeah. PJ in. That's mm-hmm. a hell of a core. And, and, and I'd, be, I'd be kidding you if I said, hey, they should not be in the Eastern Conference Finals with Boston or Milwaukee next year. Yeah. So, you know, I, I look at those two as um, – Huge. Uh, the, the one question that I worried about, man, is Brad Bill. I, I, but you can't turn down that money, though. I get it, man. It's, that's that's fifty million. A that's year. not even life changing money, bro. That's two, three generation changing yeah. money. That's generation money. That yeah. that ain't life. You changing your life. Mm-hmm. He already changed his life. Mm-hmm. This is like you're taking care of your great grandkids. Right. Type I ain't money. even here, and they might, and they taking care of. I mean, he gonna be dead and gone, and his yeah. people still gonna be living comfortable. Yeah, I, I get it, but I, I, at some time, I hope the world can see. Bradley Beal in an NBA final to recognize the talent that he has or get deep in the playoffs to recognize the talent that this young man has because I think he's a guy that gets left in the dust when we talk about the best players in the game and I'm not mad at him you, you don't turn down that money I'm, I'm yeah. the one guy I'm yeah. not about to count a man's coins and say you don't deserve it no you deserve it Yeah. I might get on your situation you in but no mm-hmm. get your coins young fella yeah I just hope that we can view him in a in a in a championship spot at some point, because I think the world can see how great he is. Yeah, he's a hell of a two guard, mm-hmm. big guard, and defend. And the one thing I like about Bad Bill, his heart is always in the right place. Mm-hmm. He never, even though he's been hurt, when he's on the floor, he gives you a hundred percent. Always gives you a hundred percent, and that's that's the one thing that I enjoy about watching him. I just hope that Washington can support him moving forward. And I want to go back when you're talking about, you know, James Harden and and Kyrie kind of being on their last ride in terms of perhaps getting a big contract. Or being with Kyrie last teams. ride in the league. You know what I'm saying? Harden last ride on a big contract. Yeah, I want to talk about the West Coast and with Kawhi Leonard. Mm, um, with him having a lot to prove in terms of, you're talking about the, uh, the CBA in terms of, you know, load management. And missing games That's kind of been his forte His whole career And now him being out With the torn ACL Over the last year and a half Him coming back Is this a Kind of a prove it year For him to see If he's still that guy And if he's not You know He might not You know Be that guy On the, on his new team Or same with the Clippers Now getting John Wall You know Everybody was signing back You know uh, Reggie Jackson Still there um, Zubox He resigned You still have Bomber He's willing to spend the money in order to get the Clippers to win. So, does Kawhi have anything to prove this year, or is he already kind of set? He's got everything to prove. Okay. As far as NBA level goes, he's got everything. He's 31. Mm-hmm. The thing he does not have in his advantage is, have as an owner, is having an owner that does not give a damn about how good you are. Mm-hmm. This is the richest man in the country outside of uh, Steve Bezos. Yeah. And, and Elon Musk, maybe yep. third richest and yep. one of the richest men in the world. Bro, he bought this straight cash. He Homie. bought a billion dollar franchise straight cash. Put it out of his pocket. So, bro, he ain't going to be whining about not giving you no extension, bro. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to be, you can't punk that man into giving you something that you clearly ain't earned. Correct. 
And granted, you came here and earned that last contract, but you ain't really done nothing with this contract. Mm-hmm. That's so what you I'm got saying. one year after this. That's what I'm saying, bro. You you can't come to him and say, "Hey, show me the money." He gonna be like, "No, nah, I'm gonna show you something else." The door and bring somebody else in <laughs> that can do what you, who can give you just as much as what I you gave me these past two or three years. Exactly, I can do battle by myself. Is what they say. Yeah. So to me, Kawhi gotta show something, mm-hmm. bro. We we can't continue. He's the mystery because I, I said this, and I think maybe we discussed this the other day. Mm-hmm. Is that when the Toronto Raptors won in 2019? Oh yeah, yeah They necessarily Didn't need you dog No They was already on the doorstep Without you They they was on the doorstep With Dwayne Casey And LeBron was the only person In their way mm-hmm. LeBron went west You telling me That DeMar DeRozan Kyle Lowry And that team With Pascal Siakam Don't win the title Or have a chance To get to the finals Yeah You just happen to Push them over the edge and, Oh and let's not be Kevin Durant DeMar Cousins Both injured Clay Thompson injured. Clay Thompson got injured Yeah. Clay don't get injured. You, there was certainly about to be a game seven. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let, let's not listen, man. You're great. You're a defensive talent. You're a top seventy-five guy. You're you you are that. Yeah. But I think in terms of what you have produced on the floor, mm-hmm. which is nothing really over these last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Granted, you've been injured, but even when you weren't injured, you barely played. This whole oh, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna rest my body. No, 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 bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, nah. Get on the floor. So to me, it's all about legacy now. Yeah. If, if your legacy to your family is how much money you made to take care of them, so be it. Mm-hmm. But to me, at some point, these old men gather want to gather back around the game of basketball mm-hmm. because it's nothing like being appreciated in the profession that you had. Right. And being loved in the profession that you have. Yeah, mm-hmm. people can say, oh, I can do uh, my family. All I need is my family. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. But let's just be real about life. Yeah. If you had a great career or something, you you want to get love for it. And at this some point, man, winning championships or you know what, being a part of something special has to resonate with you. And if it doesn't, that just shows you who you are as a person. Right. But to me, from what I've seen from him in the past, he's all about team. Be all about team here. Mm-hmm. Take care of Steve Ballmer. Take care of Tyron Lue. Take care of Paul George. Mm-hmm. Take care of Lawrence Frank. Take care of that training staff that's trying to be with you. Mm-hmm. You These next two years can't be about business with you, dog. Yeah. Because you will be on your last leg and playing on one-year deals and going bouncing from team to team. Because by that time, you 31, about to be 32. Mm-hmm. By that time, Zion, Luca, Ja, mm-hmm. Tatum, yeah. Brown, mm-hmm. K. Cunningham, the young pups is coming. Yeah. And you old guys... We're the wrong. We don't need you no more. Wow. And uh, just to cap it off, man, like I said, we're going to have multiple episodes of free agency. We're going to break it down to conferences. We're going to break it down to teams. But I just want to talk about the strong getting stronger. Uh, we just had our previous uh, podcast, episode 11. That'll be up here real soon where we recap the finals. And the two finals teams, they just reload. Woo! And we just want to talk about real quick how, you know, Marcus Fire Smart. Fire emoji. Yeah, you know, Marcus Smart came out a few days ago talking about, you know, I was able to take this team to the finals. I'm a non-traditional point guard. But now they do have one uh, with Malcolm Brogdon. That's scary. Uh, signing That's with them. That's a scary defensive backcourt. Exactly. Ooh, yeah, of Jesus. course, uh, I was under the form of this news. He let me know that uh, Dante DiVincenzo signed with Golden State. So uh, just real quick before we close out here, Coach, uh, just break down those two signings. Uh, let's start with Boston getting the point guard that they needed. 
this is what being a champion is all about. Mm-hmm. Rectifying or getting to that getting to that mountaintop, maybe not winning it, but understanding where your flaw is and addressing it and going back. Yeah. If they're healthy, they in the finals next year. And that's even with Milwaukee. And you know I love Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I thought you could have Milwaukee to that list getting Joe Ingles. Yeah. Who I think is a is a hell of a pickup death wise coming out of Utah. This team is back in the finals or battling on that doorstep with Miami and Milwaukee by having that. Number one, defensively, this dude changes the way you'll play defense. Mm. It'll help out the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. It'll force Jason Tatum to just relax now defensively without being worked. Mm. Jalen Brown, you ain't got to work as hard. Don't mean you can't stop playing defense, but meaning that some of the assignments that you picked up, Oh, like if they're playing Miami in the second round next year or a conference final, mm-hmm. Jake Jalen Brown. Yeah. Brogdon got Jimmy Buckets. Mm-hmm. Or if KD's with him. You know mm-hmm. what? Brogdon can take KD for a few possessions. You take Jimmy and we'll flip flop it. Yeah. Best matchup. Oh, we got the 6 8 Tatum. Push him out. Mm-hmm. It's going to help out Robert Williams. It's going to help out Grant Williams. Yeah. It's going to help out Peyton Pritchard. Mm-hmm. You get a guy who change, who's 6 5, 6 6, changes his game defensively like that, and then he takes care of the ball. Right. You know, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Them timely, timely yeah. score. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. The rich got richer. Yeah, people, and I don't want to backtrack, but I'll say this: we want to highlight the big dogs, and it's only right we do so. That was the biggest move. That and Dante Divincenzo were the two biggest moves. Mm-hmm. Divincenzo is a starting two guard in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. and for him to now probably come off the bench for sure with that team that ain't lose nobody. Mm-hmm. We could be looking at a rematch, folks. I agree, man. Come off the bench with Jordan Poole, the most improved player, DiVincenzo, Looney, who resigned, who coming off the bench as well, signing the three-year deal. So there's so much we can talk about in this podcast. Woo. But we want to make sure that you we refresh our minds, get more information. Woo. So we come back with new fire right here on the Hoop Kings podcast. It's only getting better, people. Yes, sir. This is the first of many. We love the offseason in the NBA. Plenty to talk about. Got summer league starting off as yes. well. So talk about these young pups. You know, my Lakers got Scotty Pippen Jr., Sharif O'Neal. So definitely going to talk about that. But that's been another great episode of the Hoop Kings podcast. This is the Medieval King Art. Hey, it's your man, Coach Fly. Once again, stay safe this summer. Enjoy the holidays, man. Enjoy the brats, the fireworks. <laughs> hey, man, if you ain't got a honey, man, don't try to get one now, baby, because it's hot girl summer out here. We love you. Peace. City Boys is up. Peace. Yes, sir.